Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. This season, we'll be covering all things wealth, from owning it to maximizing it. For further information, or if you'd like help accelerating your wealth directly, please do contact us. Head over to our website, www.rebeccarobertsonevo.co.uk. So today I have a very big character with me and her name is Alison Edgar. And Alison, would you like to share how we met? Yes, we met at an award ceremony in Birmingham and you were there, you were there on your own and you'd come over from the other side of the country. I was there with all my friends and we were just instantly attracted to each other. You joined our party, you were up dancing with my sister and my brother-in-law and then at the after show party you joined us as well. So you were with my friends from school and you're somebody who made a big impact on me um, at that time and it, um, and it's just such an honour to be asked to come on your show. So thank you so much, Rebecca. It's oh, what? no, it's more, I just remember lots of whiskey that night. <laughs> I just, that's all I remember. Um, I don't even really like whiskey, but um, I felt, because, you know, my, my Scottish roots, I just felt that I was, that's what I should drink. Yeah. Um, but was that was like, an interesting yeah. night, wasn't it? Because we were both sitting there looking at each other going, what is going on? I think in business, you... You do these things with best intentions. You put your whole family along. I, I, I went on my own and we were both up for some awards and we just wondered what was going on that night. There was just some really bizarre happenings, wasn't there? It was um, the weirdest thing, actually. And I, I think, I, again, it must be the same to you. We were fairly new into business at that time. And I think, again, for the listeners, like winning an award or being shortlisted for an award is a really good way to start to raise your profile. So I think that we both really appreciated that. But it, when we got up there, it was a women-only event as well. And the girl that was running it, she got up and did her speech about how her husband thought that it was all about being happy and pretty. And, and I'm like, am I hearing this out loud? And I'm sitting there as like a feminist going, what is happening? Yeah. I've come all this way from Kent to Birmingham to hear about this lady talk about her husband and her yeah. looking pretty. Are yeah. you joking? I'm here to empower women and that's what you're doing. It was one of the weirdest nights. So we just decided to get a bit tipsy. And well, that was good that we created our own fun and we had a we did. You won and I won in our world. It doesn't matter what anybody else thought. It was all about us. <laughs> I know. And I, I learned a lot that night about awards nights and that, um, and that that's a whole nother subject that we could maybe talk about when uh, when we have a whiskey next time oh, um, sure. for sure so um Alison I've invited you along to my wealth series to talk about wealth because I I think that you've got, got got some serious great things to say you've been in business long enough and you're straight talking so I I love to have people like you come on come on the show um but before I get into that I need to do your intro and introduce you properly to people so I'm going to try and do it justice because it sounds amazing here we go Alison Edgar is a speaker, trainer, coach, and author of Amazon International number one bestseller and WH Smith's top uh, 10 business book, Secrets to Successful Sales. Lots of S's in there. Um, she worked with some of the world's top thinkers from Dragon's Den entrepreneurs to apprentice win winners and the biggest names in the uh, business uh, industry, including the Discovery Channel, NHS, WH Smith's, and Sky. Alison uses her years of experience from working in large corporates and she is the entrepreneur's godmother to motivate, inspire and teach new skills to people around the globe. 
she sounds awesome because she is uh, she is awesome and she's with us today so we haven't we I, I don't know what you're going to say and I always say this because there's no sort of I don't do a lot of editing I don't do a lot of prompting I just give people a couple of key questions that I'm going to talk about um, so you know what's going to come next it's the same question I ask most of the time which is what does wealth mean to you um, I think that's a really great question Rebecca because I think wealth means to me it's not just the large the spondulies me I run my life with three banks right and I think it's the three banks that equate to wealth so the first one is the bank of cash so don't get me wrong a lot of opportunities in my life a lot of things is because I focus on cash because ultimately that's where the sales comes in I love cash I got I can remember the first time I got a £10,000 bonus at, at work and it was from hard work and it was a commission bonus and it was I felt like I'd won the lottery but I think that kind of wealth on its own does not equate to a life wealth so the other bank I run is the bank of give back so to me um, I mentor a lot of young people so I work with schools my team are all young um, you know, sometimes my husband says, I think you're running a charity with the amount of give back time that you do. Um, and, and I think like that, that those two banks are really important. And I think it's also the bank of like family and friends. So to me, there, there's wealth in different ways. So I think it's keeping that balance of the financial wealth and the give back wealth. And actually, I actually call that third bank, the bank of faffing around. <laughs> I think it's again that family that friends you know like when we met in the bar afterwards and it, it I think it's important for me wealth comes in the shape of faffing around as well so um you know like I'll go to like uh, like entrepreneurial events in London and that feeds my soul as much as the other two but the thing with it is if you don't feed the bank of cash first it actually limits the other wealth in the other areas because if you're so busy having to you know not value the wealth it, it is a wee bit and I think it's an overused cliche but it is like the oxygen mask to me the mm. way the, the physical spondulely cash um is the oxygen mask that feeds the the, the gifts the faffing around and if you don't prioritize how to make money or how to you know uh, like make money be um in your life and it's interesting because a lot of people will say to me you know what's all these tricks about making money and da 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 da, da or business because to me it's the same thing right and people make it so complicated oh you do this you do that actually money business and diet to me are the same things right if you earn more or if you sell more in your business and you spend less that's how you make the profit as far as exercise goes, if you exercise more, if you eat, you know, the right things, eat less, then you lose weight. It's the same clear methodology for those three things. But the problem is people get distracted along the way and they, they lose focus is, is what I think they do. Sure. So for you personally, you're saying that the wealth for you is having that balance of these different parts in your life. Yeah. Making sure you've got cash in the bank, making sure you've got the sales coming in, but also being able to give back. And that sort of feeds your soul, if you like. That gives you a lot of value, a lot of yeah. purpose. Um, and then also being able to spend that time with friends and family. So that, that's wealth to you as a, as a whole. Yeah, faffing around. Faffing around. Your faff about fund. I love it. 
Um, so tell me a little bit about your, your past. I mean, have, have you always thought like that? What, what, what was sort of your thoughts maybe when you were younger? No, I was always rubbish with money when I was younger. Um, I, I, I think it comes down to risk. You know, a lot of people are risk takers. A lot of people are risk averse. Um, so for me, I would say one of the, the biggest risks I took was when I was younger. And I think it's, I don't have a fear of money. I, I, I believe my, my gut tells me that if you can sell, you can do anything because you can always bring money in. There's always ways that you can acquire money in a, in a legal way. Um, <laughs> that helps my risk. So for example, when I was 20, we'd come from like, so I was brought up in a high rise flat in Clydebank, which is just outside Glasgow. My parents had no money at all. Like at the end of the month, we had to eat beans and potatoes because, or and spam, you know, not, uh, not even that, corned beef. But, uh, uh, oh, you're bringing back my childhood memories uh, now. There was just no money. So they had to feed us something. And again, you know, get all the potatoes and baked beans. Yeah. So cheap food. And um, I think like, as far as the money side of things there, my mum and dad were kind of a wee policy, you know, the Provy man would come round with the Provy checks or they would come round with the, the Prudential man and they had a wee policy and, and you know, they believed in savings. And I think for me, and this is going to be quite controversial, that my dad, part of the reason that we didn't have a lot of money was my dad believed in putting the money into the pension and my dad took a stroke at, a stroke at 64 and never got to access that pension money. So, you know, when it comes to saving, I do believe that, you know, it's always good to have... And that's not controversial. I think that's an important point that um, then the regulation around pensions aren't as what they used to be. So I even had a young couple the other day rang me and asked me about pensions and they were worried about putting into their pension because in case, what if they don't ever last that long? Yeah. What happens to that money? And there's a lot of regulation changes around pensions in the last 20 years even, and, and even in the last 10 years that that now wouldn't happen um yeah. but it's a, it's a shame because all that time he put you know he worked i'm sure extremely oh, hard you know, and and no one got to see anything for it that's not right and i do think i think it's getting the balance i do think that you need to prepare for a rainy day but i think you know my mum and dad did that at the detriment of the family and and been able to do anything or go on holiday or you know there was a lot mm. of saving and I think it's again getting the balance so yeah one of the things they did when I, I don't know how old I would have been maybe 17 they put away a wee policy life pension policy thing and I decided at 21 I was going to move to Cape Town so I had been living my background's hotel management and I just things weren't going well at home right I'm, I'm quite I've always been quite hard to manage I've always been quite spirited um, I got into a bit of trouble when I was younger and I decided I had to flee the country. Nothing, it wasn't illegal. It was just a you know, <laughs> relationship. You know what it's like as a teacher. Yeah. It's not always the easiest. And I decided that I was going to go. My sister I was living in South Africa and she'd moved from Joburg to Cape Town. And I thought, actually, it's got a beach. It's got nice weather. It, it sounded perfect for me. The only problem was I didn't have any money. And I was saying, how am I going to make money? How am I going to get money? And I, I'd started to like, when I was younger, I used to sell Avon, so I wasn't old enough to get it done in my own name, so through my mum's, and I was always quite good at generating a bit of cash, but I couldn't get it at short notice, so I said to my mum, look, I really need that, and they didn't have any money, and I went, you know that wee policy thing, much is in that policy, is it enough for a flight, a one-way, I think it was a one-way flight, 
so I cashed in the wee policy and that started the traveling so and from then I've, I, I do believe I've got a really strong work ethic I work really really hard and again I think that comes from my parents mm. but I do think that I'm a bit of a risk taker um, and I think moving into sales has given me the confidence because if you can sell you can do anything I think I've got that mm. confidence that you know even if I was down to my last pound in my bank account I could find a way to get to make money and yeah not have to spend money to make money i'm quite uh, quite good at using my initiative to think well how can i do that and you know sure. we've talked about that all the year that um like on co when covid hit in two days i lost twenty five thousand three hundred and sixty two pounds in cancellation wow. like that and that was one month's revenue that would have been coming through because it was all yeah. in april and may um and i thought oh my god like my source of income has completely drained gone and not just me from a personal putting food on the table but I've got a team that I employ so I didn't want to furlough because I think if I furlough then that that's me like throwing my hand in it's I'm never mm. going to win the game because I need to keep getting momentum my I need to keep the momentum like as you see if the mm. wheel stops it's harder to go so I thought right I'm, I know everybody's doing webinars and they're doing them for free what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a low price ticket on it, great quality, but sell tickets. So in the last, well, I don't know what's that, maybe five weeks, we've sold two and a half thousand pounds worth of revenue in. in That's webinars, amazing. Webinars, just and it's again a little short, really good value. People love them. You know, they tell their friends. More people come along, but I think that's what I mean from a money perspective. That's that feeds. At the moment, I'm not so bothered because I've had mm. a successful business up to now that taking money out of the business isn't a huge priority but yeah. giving my team needing the bank of give back to my team is my priority and yeah. again can't do much faffing around in, in uh, lockdown so this is my faffing around it's feeding all my values <laughs> it's feeding your values and it's giving you that stability a little yeah. bit I'd, li I'd like to I'd, I'd like to have a little bit of a, a conversation about something just something you you've brought up that I see quite a lot um with entrepreneurs um, and then if you add in the fact that you're entrepreneurial and the fact that you're a salesperson and you believe that you could just you know go and make money basically you know you, you haven't there's no limits there your mindset is that there is no there is no limits right yeah. um, and then add your work hard ethic and then add what the type of upbringing you had and especially with regards to what's happened to particularly your dad's pension Mm. has that then and this, I, I don't know the answer to this has that then caused you not to plan to, to so have you planned for 20 years time well it's really interesting that's a great question um so yes and, and I think I tell you the, the the yes and no part of this um a lot of your viewers who are listening or watching will maybe be divorces maybe be single parents maybe not have a significant other person in their life right so I, I again this is not a cop-out but I I chose my husband well there was again when we look at planning I planned to have a good husband who and you know what we I wouldn't say that we are um you know wealthy wealthy he works really hard as well but he's got a decent job so there's always that background and was that planned was it not well, well you know go back to the last question if i'd have driven the life in where i'm from in clyde bank 
I would mm. not be having that conversation because I'd have made bad choices in my life. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, having made a good, I've made a good choice in my life, which has got an effect financially. So mm. when it comes to pensions, like again, this is the whole pension conversation, right? Um, so a lot of the pension contributions at the moment are, are, are his. Are, yeah, are from his. So from yeah. um, again. It's a bit like the casino, do you know what I mean? I'm like, right, okay, so I'm going to gamble that money on a new website. I'm going to gamble that money on writing a new book because I'm playing the bigger game. I've always the long term, yeah. The big game, right? Always playing the long game. Yeah. And so the, the, I was on Radio Phone Money Box, right? So I was in the BBC, I was on Radio Phone Money Box, and they were talking about pensions and finances, and they said about your pension, and I'm like, oh, God, right, they're going to ask me about my pension. <laughs> I know I've got a pension, right? Because I worked for two massive. Yeah. That's where I gained all my knowledge in sales is from like working from BT and Yale. So I'm thinking, I know I've got a pension, but when the statements would come through, it would say, you know, oh, your pension valuation is something like £5,000. So I just kept ignoring this like paperwork. And I did something eventually, again, looking at a planning perspective, you, you know, I think it is important to plan for the future. And I did have a wee look at it. And I went, oh, right, maybe I should have read that paperwork before because actually that pension's not worth £5,000, it's worth £250,000. So again, unbeknown to me, I do have that fallback, but I do, um, I'm a high risk gambler as far as it goes currently because I just keep reinvesting it back. Reinvesting. And and that's what I hear a lot. And you're a very smart businesswoman. So I don't, I, I say this, um not necessarily directed at you but i hear that quite a lot from even new business owners or even business owners that have been you know had their business for quite a long time where they say i'm reinvesting back into my business now to me reinvesting means it's having a return of investment in the first place and um often they're not earning anything from their business in the first place because they're constantly reinvesting back in their business paying for more courses or more coaches or more websites or more 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 and it does get to a point where you have to draw the line and go hang on a second when are you actually going to give yourself an income and earn something from this I mean, I think that's a really great point, um, Rebecca, because um, although I reinvest, I take out a salary. Like, so mm. the day that I incorporated, which is when, roughly when we met, 2014, mm. the business has always been six figures, have always taken out a salary, like a decent yeah. salary, and yeah. I've always made a, right, always from day one. That's, that's part of the value, you know, that, you know, the, the, mm. the banks, that always is the same. So although I reinvest, I reinvest in a team which can make me grow further. But I'm, you know, and this is what I mean, because sometimes, and I think this is really important for those people who are listening, who have got business, some days are better than others. Some days you think, F it, I'm going to jack it in and work on the till and Tesco because I could make more money doing that. Yeah. I think this is the really important thing that um, for me, I know that there is a longer term plan on this. And I think that's, going but if I went back if I jacked it in right and if I went to go and get a job in sales so go back to my old life pre-business I could be earning you know gross you know still got to pay tax but I could probably be earning 70 80 grand a year if that's what I was earning before right I'm pro rata because I was part-time and I was bringing up the kids but I was like like one year 
I work two days a week and I earn 50 grand. So I know that I can go back in to work for somebody else in sales and earn a good whack. So that's why I can't not take money out because that wouldn't be fair on my family. That wouldn't be fair on me. And, and I love to make money. So I think it's, you know, that, that, would, that would demotivate me. But I, would, I really want to pick up on that point that you said about people reinvesting in themselves and in their business because I, I, the, one of my biggest pet hates is the whole get rich quick stuff. And we've had conversations about this. And I think this is mm. that, um, you know, I hate the whole pyramid. I think we target women who are bereaved or divorced or in a vulnerable spot. And they go, do you want to earn six or seven figures? <laughs> Just like that. And then it's, it's just like that, Alison. You want to learn those figures? Are you a life coach and you really want to serve a bigger purpose? Then what you need to do is work with me. I'll teach you how to serve more people and you can have financial freedom. All you've got to do is pay me six or seven figures. And it's cool. <laughs> they're pyramiding it in, you know, and, and, yeah. and people are vulnerable and they want to. And I think this is the thing people are desperate or they're greedy. And yeah. they go, what? I want this, I want this. And they go, I, I was watching a thing the other day and this woman has started to coin it in, right? It's a, it's a woman that we would know. She's recognizable from Facebook. So you would know her. She's going, oh, look at me. I did my launch and I made 218,000 in one day. And, and in that week, I made 450,000 pounds. Yeah, but she spent 200 bloody grand on personal development. Stop, you know, everything that you need in personal development is in one book, right? You know, where are you now? What do you need to learn? And what's stopping you getting there? It's the same regurgitating stuff. Don't be greedy. You know, don't get sucked in by all this absolute BS that you can actually do a lot of this stuff. You know, at my favorite two learning tools are Google and YouTube, you know, yeah. or buy. You know what, like my books are £9.79, everything. And that's why when I do my webinars, it's not a big upsell at the end. I spend an hour educating on you, not going, look at me, I make all this money. Half an hour explaining your, your career history oh, and then 20 minutes on an upsell. Programs, you know, uh, oh my God, it makes me want to vomit in a bucket. And it's really bad because a lot of the people who are doing this are women who are manipulating other women, but they've learned the tricks from a man. And it's, it's, uh, it really but I've also, uh, and on that point, I've actually, there are a couple of um, coaches at the moment that are women teaching other women this stuff. Um, you know, like the, the messaging, the constant messaging, like, um, and it, it, it's just, I think we've got to come from a place of purpose and we've got to come from a place of being genuinely wanting to help people. And those, I'd be honest, those people come and go, like they literally do come and go um, and they don't last that long. I mean, it's interesting because I think that they do think that they do that because they've been brainwashed by somebody further up the pyramid that that's how it works. But if you look, so my two girl, I've got, I've got two big girl crush heroes, right? Um, one is Mel Robbins and the other one is Brene Brown and of course obviously both US based oh, I love them Neither, you know, but those women you know they, they you know, talking about wealth and freedom I bet you Brene made a few quid from her Netflix you know that that's a nice so you know you, she wants to teach you about vulnerability and she wants to help you she doesn't want to flog you a six or seven figure package at the end of it no. and I think what I love I love about that stuff is and it's, it's I think it's what I've done with my business and my model and the values that I do work with the Discovery Channel I work with Sky 
I work with Yale, I work with the European Commission, and I go and I'll charge them. If I'm speaking at an event, my rate for that is £6,000 for one hour plus that, right? I know my value. But when I work with the entrepreneurs or the startups, I, you can work with me for a tenner if you buy mm. the book or the webinars are a tenner and it's not yeah. full of access. So again, I'm a wee bit like Robin Hood. I, I take the <laughs> and I give to the poor. And that's what I mean. There's no need. That it's the desperation that people feel that they have to pay these people thousands mm. of pounds, but actually they're all buying thousands of pounds in. And well, that's their model, right? So they're selling, what they're doing is they're selling a dream on a stick and they're saying, buy my stick, I've got a dream. And come, come and pay £5,000 for it, say. So you, you pay £5,000, but that's, and, and I'm on the beach whilst doing it. And but the people that are paying them are pa facilitating that dream lifestyle just by saying, I've got a stick. What, who I've got a lot of respect for are people that prove it. They do it themselves. So yeah. I've got a coach, for example, and she did it herself in another industry. Yeah. And then she realized that that's what actually she was really good at teaching other people how to do it. And yeah. now that's what she does. But before that, she actually did it. And I've recently seen somebody who is not, doesn't really run a business. They've only been really running a business for a year. Mm. Um, they are a mindset person or a money mindset person. Don't work in finances, never work with money, just sort of self-taught. You know, pay for coaching, pay for stuff. So all, all well Jews, no problem with that. But now they've gone from a money coach to a business coach. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think people, all we, all we can do, Alison, is we employ, I, I, I ask people to do your, do your background history. You yeah. might really like them. You might think you can trust them. You might think they've got a really good reputation. But do your background. Do, do your work on them. Like if they, imagine they're applying for a job to work with you, not the other way around. Imagine yeah. that it's not about you buying into some shiny object that looks so beautiful and fancy and that they're doing you a favor by you giving them money. That's not the case. No. They should be having given you a CV of sorts with testimonials. Mm -hmm. um, I had a testimonial um, by a client two days ago and literally I was blown away. I thought, who is that person they are talking about? <laughs> and I sent it to my website ladies and I think we should probably put this I'll on the website. Yeah, and I think that, I'd say to my clients that if you're not sure, that's absolutely fine. Go away and think about it. I said to a client two days yesterday, don't don't make a decision today. I don't want you to make a decision today. I want you to call me in a week's time. Yeah. And in the meantime, if you want, here's a number of another client who I know will be more than happy to talk to you about what I've done for them. Yeah. It's that kind yeah. of you know authentic positioning that you should be looking for, not these shiny objects. It's also, you know, don't be sucked in. It's all NLP position and all the things they do. Like, you know, we've both been at events where you go and it's like, you know, we're learning this or learning that. And they do the run to the back, you know, the first one in gets called, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it makes you want to vomit in a bucket. And it's, it's, NLP, it's bad sales. So everything mm. delivered correctly, sales and customer service is exactly the same thing. And, and that's not, that's, you know, it's my life. Life, it's now or never you know it's all positioned to make you think hey i'm gonna go i, I, I can do it. it's just yeah absolutely. And, I, and i do think you know if you look it is possible to make money in a service industry i know because i've done it firsthand but it, it's 
and again, I believe that people should know their worth, know their value, know, know the costs. You know, you know, loads of people don't even know the numbers. Look at Dragon's Den and, um, you know, yeah. you, you laugh because they know have not got a clue how to make money. They overvalue. Most people in business don't know the numbers. Numbers are crucial. That's one of my big things about numbers. Well, that was my next question. So what advice would you give to your younger self and what do you see in your future? So I think my uh, my younger self was actually, you know what, you you you're doing really well. It was a good thing to cash that, you know, policy <laughs> in because that layered the story. You know, for me, you know, I travelled around. So after Cape Town, I went to the Channel Islands, and then I went to Sydney. So I travelled for six years on my own with wow. my bank, and I financed that. There was no bank of mommy and daddy because there was no money. So I I worked and travelled, worked and travelled, worked and travelled. So I believe that again you never know when the last day on the planet is that you know the bank of faffing around is really important so I don't regret that but it layers my story and um, mm. I think my younger self you should have known that that bloody pension had so much money in it that you didn't know really pay attention to the things that are coming out your salary every month and I think actually that is a really good point because some things People are signed up to subscriptions of things or they're doing this or they're doing that and they don't know what actually the things are. If, I think mm -hmm. it's just taught us one thing that really examining your costs. So I think that's something yeah. I'm really quite good at that. I've always been quite good, quite savvy at that. Um, so I think that telling, looking back at myself, I think, yeah, go, you go, girl, you've done this. You've done all right, you've done the right thing. You know, I, I think anytime I have made a mistake, you know, I've jumped in the overdraft a couple of times you know I've known I've, I think it's always the knowledge that I can get out don't ever go in you know it's a bit like gambling right I love a wee flutter at the horses in the casino right now but I never go there with more than like 40 quid because I don't want to lose more than 40 quid so I think yeah only risk what you can afford to lose yeah and I yeah. think it's the same as coming back on the personal development thing you know on this woman's thing she charges like 12,000 pound a day now, it's not that I don't think I'm not worth £12,000 a day because I'm charging six grand an hour when I'm working with big organisations. Mm. But I would never charge, you know, Jenny that's just lost her husband that amount of money because she couldn't absorb that much knowledge in that time. So No, it's, it's too much at one point and you need a huge amount of implementation. Yeah, it, yeah. never. And what was the other question? The other one was, um, what do you see um, for your future? So, Oh, my God. Oh, the future. I can't even tell you. I've got the biggest secret in the world. It's, a, it's like I get a complete game changer, and I can't tell anybody because it's on non-disclosure. So I have said all along I'm playing the long game, the big game, and the big game's getting closer every day, and I'm so excited. And uh, The other thing is the new book, book number two, um, which is interesting because the first book, Secrets of Successful Sales, was written for entrepreneurs, business owners and sales teams how to get better to, to teach them to sell the way that I sell because it works um but the weirdest old thing was people were using it for things that weren't business related so I talk about the behaviors and how to sell to different types of people people are like oh I get on better with my partner now or oh my god Alison you'll never guess I negotiated like um, a house and I managed to get the turf or the grass or they're using it in their life. They, they've learned how to negotiate to save money or I sold my car and I get an extra 500 quid. So all these people are banging me like little notes going, oh my God, I didn't do that. But hang on, there's loads of people who wouldn't touch that book because they're not in sales. 
So what I've done is the new book is based on my TEDx and it's called Unstoppable, The Art of Getting What You Want. And I take all my sort of mindset tips that I that I use. Again, I've never invested in personal development. What I teach, what I talk about is the stuff that I do every day. And I've always done, you know, why did I jump on a plane on my own at 20 and turn 21 on the air on the way to Cape Town? So it's not regurgitated stuff. You know, some of it, like I've read it and I've gone, oh, like the chimp paradox. That was all quite new to me up until recently when I did the research for the book. So that stuff ain't mine. But actually, I've lived my life that way. And what I've done yeah. is translated what I do um, into the new book. And, um, it, you know, all going well. We're looking for a January release. It just, again, a few things. We're waiting mm. for the big news to land. And then, um, so I'm taking over the world. Like, <laughs> I said already, I love Renee Brown and I love Mel Robbins. But I don't think we've got one of those in the UK. So, hey, watch out, UK. I'm coming to get ya. And I have an Alison Edgar out there on the screens. Oh, mm, that sounds very interesting. And um, I, I wish you could tell us, but unfortunately, it doesn't sound like you can. No, I can't. Um, <laughs> one of the first to know, but I can't. It's, it's, it's highly confidential. When would the news come out? Um, it should be out again. They can't give me the date because things are tied up at the back end of it, but it should be September, October, um, and as soon as okay. Literally, I've got a big mouth anyway. I'm all over social anyway. Like you cannot really miss me on social, but you're going to know this. I'll be no so comment, Alison. I'm I'm not going to agree or disagree with that, <laughs> that comment. Um, so for you, financially, money, wealth speaking, what do you see in fifteen years' time? Do you see still see yourself doing this? Yeah, do you know it's really interesting because this is my time to shine. So people ask me energy, the, the word that people say, oh my God, I don't know where you've got all that energy from. I don't know where you get the drive from. And like you've met me in a not work perspective with my friends from school. So what you see is what you get. So literally, this, yeah. literally, I'm like this all the time. But I, I'll give you, I will say one thing. I don't always wear my makeup and if I'm not you do look lovely pink. but I'm doing some recording to do a video so that's why I am you know I'm, I bring my a-game um but as far as financially goes so we've still got a mortgage we've got a manageable mortgage so that's going to get going and my husband Neil cannot wait to retire right he's 50 this month and he hates work right he works hard really hard but he hates it so we call it passing the baton. So what I'm hoping to do is just really take, like, get him out of work. So and and I'll, you know, go up further. What's that? That is my dog coming in. I did yeah. shut the door earlier because I was worried that that. Well, they they tricky tricky like that. They can get yeah. through doors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like we've got wooden floor and he's got like long toenails, so that could. But I might just keep that in because I think it makes you real, Alison. Yeah, well, he is. I'm going to try and get him to sit on the sofa. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, but what I don't intend to do is I don't intend to retire. Um, I intend to, and again, this is a top tip for anybody that's listening. I intend to elevate my profile higher, which means I can elevate my prices even higher. And then that six grand for an hour—that's that's nothing. You know, we're looking for sixty grand an hour. That's the plan. Love it. I love the mindset. Definitely. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on today. And I, I hope to have you back when you're super famous. Will you, will you do that? Yeah, for sure. Oh, you, and that's another top tip. Never forget your roots, where you came from. <laughs> never forget, never forget. So any lasting top tips you'd like to leave for the ladies for today? 
No, but if they want to catch up with me, it's the Alison Edgar on Twitter and on Instagram. I've got a YouTube channel, Alison Edgar. I've got loads of free stuff. You know, I've got free guides to starting a business. I've got free sales tips. The book is all over Amazon. So again, you know, my focus for them would be to learn to sell, not like get sucked into... You know. So if they're employed or running a business, they should go and check out your book anyway. Yeah, right? everything's a sale. Absolutely everything. You know, again, looking at finances to get a promotion, that's a sale as well. So, yeah. you know, the new, book, the new book touches more on it. And I think, again, when that comes out, that will really be a game changer for, for everybody. Brilliant. Well, thank you for having come in today. I've really loved our, our, our catch up and uh, I hope to have you on soon. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. If you'd like to take the steps to accelerate your wealth further, perhaps owning it more or maximizing it to its full potential, please do head over to our free Facebook group, The Money Mastery Collective, where we post regular updates on tips to maximize your wealth and also support you along the way. We'd love to see you there.